Welcome, everybody, to Thirsty Thursday. My name is Matt. Sometimes I go by the Grass Factor. My and alongside me, I have my co-host, Ryan Jermaine Rayito. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Ooh. I don't know. That that sounds like uh, you're, you're, you're debuting or uh, auditioning for the uh, strip club announcer, you know? All right, guys, we got Macy on the main stage. Cinnamon's over here on the side stage. Be sure to chip. It's a two-drink minimum. That's kind of what, that's the vibe I got right there. But Tandy is so. new this week, and uh, she's going to be laying it down to us with the new Usher track. Let's see you do your best, Tandy. Was, yeah, it, was, it was a terrible voice. I don't know why I did that. Uh, Ray, how are you, sir? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Have for you moment. managed to keep off any terrorist watch lists uh, over the last seven days that you're aware of? Well, I guess we <laughs> spoke on Sunday last. So between Sunday and uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, have you managed to stay off? Any I, I don't know. Watch lists? I suspect that, <laughs> you know, I'm probably totally red flagged and they're going to assume that, oh, Lord, this guy is some kind of a rabid redneck <laughs> i mean they're, they're, they're going to yeah. assume that and then, and then they're going to see me and they're going to be like what the hell <laughs> that's going to be a real weird day when the fbi kicks in ray's door and they expect to find uh me behind the door and then they find uh they find an asian man there who's just ornery as absolute hell and they're going to be like <laughs> Boy, this was not this what was we anticipated. <laughs> yeah, but you see, uh, what I always say is that you don't need to be six foot something, 250 pounds to blow shit up. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's going to be even weirder is that Easy. if they kicked in my door, they'd see a bunch of Asian food everywhere. They kick in Ray's door, and they're going to see a bunch of like country food everywhere. This is going to be like biscuits and gravy and all kinds of like southern soul food just laying around. Like, None of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to kick see, in Demay's door, and they're going to be like, "Look, you need to get a hold of your guys. Okay, you need to you need to bring them back here. They're getting a little too out there." You you see, it's going to be like the day when I'm having brunch. Uh, Biscuits and gravy and coffee and uh, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what? What do you want? <laughs> uh, sorry, wrong, wrong house. We did not mean to be here. <laughs> uh, so we are going to have a couple things here. A couple things I want to get out of the way. Uh, uh, Dino Sport Dan, uh, who, by the way, welcome to the Discord, Dino Sport Dan says, oh, what is the GIE? Will all the YouTubers be there? And without a doubt, if you go to the GIE this year, uh, also known as the Equipment Expo, and you go in there, there will be no shortage of cameras all over the place in selfie mode, pointing at themselves as they tour the various exhibits and equipment. Look at uh, me. Look uh, setups. at me. You know. <laughs> and the narcissism will just be flowing like wine mm. at a Catholic mass. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, uh, if you do not feel like subjecting yourself to that, then by all means, you find yourself in Louisville and you're looking for an escape, then you can come hang out with us. Now, I will tell mm. you is that uh, we were actually going to put on like a real event. 
Uh, of course you can bring a gun. It's still Louisville. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, and uh, by the way, I'll bring mine and then we can see whose is bigger because uh, I'm that <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I'll touch Man. mine if you let me touch yours. I mean, you can, Yo, okay. I'll touch yours if you... What? True I'll let story. you touch mine if I can touch it. Uh, Did I say that right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Jay Pink, uh, last year, <laughs> he told me about... He told me he was coming to pick me up and I at the airport, right? And I told him, okay, Jay Pink, I'm going to be mildly disappointed if I don't see the gun rack in, you know, across the back window of the, of the, <laughs> of the, truck. maybe, maybe this year, that will be the latest addition to Jay Pink's truck is putting a, uh, a shotgun rack in the back of it. And, uh, Hey, uh, Jay Pink, I have an AR platformed, uh, 12 gauge. And uh, and if we just want to roll around with that back there and count how many times we go to jail through the course of the week, uh, we can we can do that as well too. <laughs> you, huh? you can you can keep it. Okay, all right. Maybe maybe we won't do that. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> so, but if you if you do want to come hang out, I'll tell you right now. I think Jay Pink threw up the statistic that we are eighty four percent full right now. Uh, so we launched it a week ago, and we are eighty four percent full. And uh, and I'll t- I'll tell you now we are going to put on a live show and it's going to be an actual production uh, where we'll have stage and sound and TVs and monitors and drinks and food and it's a very real event and you get to see a lot of the people here in the chat that hang out with us and of course uh, Ray Ryan J Pink uh, myself will be there uh, my wife will be there several of the members wives are going to be there as well too so if you're worried about bringing along a lady friend by all means bring along a lady friend and uh and the, the ladies can have people to talk to and uh drink copious amounts of white wine or uh, uh lemon drops or whatever it is they drink and and, and no talk way. girl stuff while no we talk about uh. the horrific <laughs> things that we talk about you know so uh Actually, it's going to be a great time patreon.com forward slash burn return to learn more about that I suspect that Asami is going to show the ladies a great time. You know Asami yeah. is looking forward yeah. to this. I, I told yeah. her that the <laughs> woman count is going to be up exponentially compared to last year, and she mm-hmm. is already like beaming at the thought of mm. being able to offer an escape for all the wives that have been subjected to our bullshit over the last <laughs> however long that we've been doing this. and uh, And so... It's not just a meeting of the guys where we get to go dead around and yell at one another and play grab ass uh, or, <laughs> you know, touch each other's guns or whatever it is that we're going to be doing. Uh, it's also going to be an I'm opportunity shirtless. for the women to commiserate and uh, co-sign each other's bullshit about, you know, what kind of, you know, ridiculous ass people we are at the end of the day. So it's a win win <laughs> for everybody involved. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash burn return if you want to learn more about our live show. Now, our guest of the evening, unfortunately, was not going to be able to make it tonight, and that is no problem. Things happen. Life gets in the way, and we are no harm, no foul there. I've certainly missed my fair share of episodes. So, in lieu of uh, pivot, uh, in, in, lieu of, uh, in lieu of doing our, our scheduled show, we are going to pivot and do our call-in show. Uh, so, if Justin Dawson from Canada is watching right now, now is one of the times that you can call in. Uh, because when we have a guest on is the time that you cannot call in. Do you hear me, bud? 
Uh, so if you would like to call in, 304-804-7277, that's 304-804-7-ASS, or feel free to type a question into the chat and we will get to it as we can. And uh, and we are going to try to keep this to a pretty tight one hour and then get on to the after show because uh, Demay has a big day tomorrow, Ray has a big day tomorrow, I have a big day tomorrow. And, uh, and so we're going to try and condense as much information into this as absolutely possible. But we're only going to be able to condense as much information in this as, as uh, questions that we get. So feel free to call in. Or in the meantime, we'll kick this off right here. Gary Evans says, gentlemen, does PPZ, Azoxy, or Armada work better with a surfactant? If so, non-ionic, MSO, or other? Go ahead and answer that, J-Ping. Caller, please Caller, hold. Can, can you please hold? Caller. About yourself. Hold the line. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Uh, so does uh, uh, PPZ, Azoxy, Armada work better with or without a surfactant? If so, non-ionic, MSO, or other? What is y'all's take on this? I have a strong opinion about this, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. Hmm. Hell yeah. Usually, oh, they hung up on my, us. Oh, yeah. fuck. My, oh, they're still there. Dang. <laughs> yeah. They're still there. Okay. Usually, my surfactant for a fungicide is what's known as an acidifying buffering non-ionic surfactant conversely i wouldn't recommend doing mesylated seed oil or Mm -mm. what's known as a silicone based surfactant with fungicides and the reason why is with something like azoxystrobin or even the propiconazole for example there are warnings regarding surfactants and adverse phytotoxic effects from addition of the wrong kind of surfactant. So I've had no trouble using, for example, one quart per hundred gallons of something like LI-700 in the spray solution. So my opinion on this is, is that you can, I'll give you, I'll give you a pro tip and uh, that you can open the label in a PDF form on your phone pretty easily. You can open the search function and typically like on uh, Android, you'll hit the three dots and then hit find and page. And then you can type in the word surfactant and look what's recommended. And if it's recommended, do so according to what's recommended by the label. If it's not there, don't worry about it. The, the addition of a surfactant when it is not recommended typically, and I'm going to use that word typically, unless you're in a very, very specific requirement for extremely high performance, you are likely not to see enough of a significant impact to make a difference to you. Now, the difference being is that Ray is going to have the kind of eye that he can see the most nuanced difference in turf grasses that I apologize, homeowners, that you're probably not going to see just due to the sheer volume of acreage that's been analyzed. And there are it, it, it's just an experience thing that develops over the course of, and it's funny, the way it evolves from two years to five years to 10 years, the way you see things as you look out across the field. And you'll notice, you'll even see it with... with you, 
You'll start to buy sunglasses based on the way that it, that it helps to see or not see. Like, for instance, I always wore blue blockers because I swear I could see early onset of issues in the turf prior to the development of it, of not wearing them and being able to see it, right? So anyway, the point being is that normally in most homeowner type situations, it's not going to be enough of a significant difference to justify the added cost unless the label specifically states you should add it. That's my opinion. How about them apples? I've never seen any benefit to adding them. I've played around with this for 15 years on the golf course. And again, this is just my opinion, turf truth. If you prove me wrong, please do. Um, there was a product out, oh, probably about 10 years ago. It's still out. I just looked it up. See, it was still out there. But Sync, which is from Precision Labs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, they had some, they had some good trials out there that showed a slight increase in efficacy and both not necessarily efficacy, but uh, duration of control, right? Uh, your your intervals. And so, you know, if you're not on a strict fungicide program and you're really trying to dial in intervals, then yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Uh, it kind of reminds me there was a Helena product called Smoke that was absolutely crammed down my throat at, uh, one season and one season alone. By the way, that was the same sales rep that tried to kick my ass at the school that one day. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, uh, they called it an activator, an herbicide activator. And yeah. he wanted me to run it with a uh, uh, with my pre-emergence and I would not buy it. And um, anyway, it I guess that was the start of our tumultuous relationship that lasted for six months. Okay, I got to add in one more wrinkle to surfactant or no surfactant. Okay. Okay, for me, a little bit of a spreader type of a surfactant is beneficial because oftentimes I'm running what's known as air-inducted nozzles to do the spray. Mm. Sure. And so... When you have, when I have that little bit of that spreader type surfactant in there, what happens is that the big bubbles of liquid uh, that are created by the air inducted nozzle then land on the turf, burst, and then that burst bubble then proceeds to completely cover the leaf surface. Versus if I use an air inducted nozzle without a surfactant, what can happen is I can get very spotted coverage. Sure. So it depends because I'm pretty sure if I were to use, say, a conventional T-Jet XR nozzle rather than the AIC or the uh, air-inducted uh, discourse, then... I would see different results because an XR nozzle at pressure produces extremely fine droplets where you're probably not going to have a, a coverage issue. Uh, caller, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, Look at that rolling from one right into the other. Yes, sir. Yeah. My name's Jason. Um, I'm 19 years old. Um, hey. I'm a lawn care operator here in uh, North Carolina. Sorry, I'm super nervous right now, but 
Um, you're fine, yeah, man. You're doing, you're doing just, just fine. Don't worry about it. I, I just wanted to call in and um, say you guys thank you so much for um, everything you do for the, the community and especially myself. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have taken the, the long, treacherous depth uh, into doing what I do now. And I absolutely love it. And thanks to you guys, I've just <laughs> I've come to to have a complete passion for this and and apply to go you know, to uh, go to school for this. Um, where where are you going to go to school? Uh, Penn, well, I got accepted to Penn State and also NC State. Um, I haven't yes. made up my mind yet, but yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, and, and you too, Ray. I mean, you, you got me so hooked on this. I, I sit on the toilet and read labels. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's a fun time. So I you're there. You Thank you. Yes, you hey. are there. Oh my God. You said the magic fucking words, man. You said the magic words. When you spend your time on the dumper reading labels, you have crossed the threshold into obsession territory and God love you for yeah. it because there is no turning back. Buddy, you are going to have a long, successful career in this industry. God love you for it. Man, that is fucking exciting. I'm pumped. I, I appreciate uh, seriously. it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited because, you know, Jason, I run into so many people where they have not seen anything past the outside cover of a product label. Yeah. And and I want to kill them for that. It's like read <laughs> the dang label. Okay? Read the dang label because so much good information. I tell you a lot. Yeah, it's good information and uh reading the label uh will often help you prevent catastrophe. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, uh, I'll tell you like last year it, the company I work for, I won't say who it is because Mm -hmm. I don't know what people are listening, but, um, I mean, reading the label has saved me so many times. I mean, and I, I've heard DeMay say this and every time I'm at the back of my truck about to mix up, um, any product, whether it's a herbicide an insecticide or a fungicide or any, anything, um, I always pull that label up on my phone and read it. And I always think back to this one show, uh, I think it was a burn and return or a, I think it was the burn and return where somebody mm -hmm. sprayed glyphosate, uh, some company sprayed glyphosate on some hundred yards or something like that cut and, and kill and, cut uh, and kill and, yep, and, they and, did what they said yep, they were gonna yeah. do you gotta give them credit jason you gotta give them credit all right yeah. i'm sorry to interrupt go on and DeMay, no you're good and and demay talks about how every time before he ever does anything he always reads the label no matter no matter what he does and no matter how many times he's messed with the product whether it's celsius and he's spraying it at 0. 0.113 ounces a gallon or he's spraying speeds on at an ounce a gallon it doesn't matter what he's spraying he always reads the label and um that's like the number one thing i've always taken taken away from it i mean and, and we had a guy last year spraying a celebrant um and he mixed uh for army worms of course and and he sprayed uh an entire an entire uh bottle of it out of a hundred gallon tank and um he oh lord that. And, oh yeah, lord he got a, he hey got billy we're gonna need you to do two thousand dollars tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you just uh uh you know, steve uh, i've got 47 lawns on my route yeah you remember all that a celebrant you sprayed you asshole you gotta make it up yeah you got yeah you got 94 now so all right <laughs> so okay but, um go ahead yeah. go ahead but yeah i mean it just just always thinking back to the stuff you guys talk about 
I mean, it's just, it, it's honestly, because, and I'll, I'll say this too, and I'm not trying to be boastful or anything, but um, at, at the company I work for, there's only two other individuals being my boss and, and my manager who have their pesticide license. And, and over the wintertime, I wanted to go get it. So I told everybody, hey, I'm, I'm going to take these two days off of work and I'm going to go get my license. And, and everybody kind of looked at me like I was crazy and like, well, you don't need a license. What do you need a license for? You're, just, you're at work. It's, it's work. Why would you want to go do more than, than what you want to do? And I, I don't know. I just I don't understand the the mindset behind not wanting to learn more about what you do and especially this industry and the green industry in general. I mean, it, it's a, it's a deep dive. And, and once you, once you make that dive into it, it's just, um, it's addicting. It really is. I mean, I've never done uh, drugs before, but I feel like I do drugs every time I walk out on a yard. Cause I've just, I've this is, up. this is drugs. That's exactly this is, yeah, what lawn care is, is drugs. Ask and, my and wife. You're looking She's at like, these three put the people. meth down. I'm like, it's not meth, it's lawn care. This is all three people <laughs> that are like lifelong addicts. We are like the Mick Jaggers. We'll be 80 years old and be like, man, that guy took a lot of drugs, but he's still ticking. I don't know how, but he's here. That's us. You know what? Uh, and, you know what? In 30 years, I'm going to be the old fart that's uh, probably still mowing. Okay? I'm, I'm going to be that guy. Because uh, I on this panel, I am I am the oldest one. So eighty Can you is, picture is not Ray, far away. Can you picture Ray being eighty years old, hoisting his GM one thousand out of the back of his truck, and like some neighbor being like, "Oh, excuse me, sir, can I help you?" And you know how how ornery Ray is. He'd be like, "Get back! <laughs> Do not touch my fucking mower, you asshole! Do not even look at me! Don't look at the yard!" Don't even walk in the grass. Get off my lawn. I can hear it. <laughs> whoever it is that goes ahead is going to be like, I'm just mortified. I, I did, I just want to ask though, um, is there any, any advice you would, you could give to me to maybe push me further than, than what I'm doing on my own? I mean, anything extra I can do to become better. I mean, I just, and I, I hate to sound very corny when I say this, but I, I want to be the absolute best person that could ask absolutely do it i mean and i just i don't know i, I always try to be the best in whatever i do and yes i mean you as you should so. I'll, I'll tell you I'll, uh, I'll tell you this as a as a start I'll, I'll, I'll circle back I'll, I'll circle back in a minute too but i just want to say this off the cuff is that um the reason that the three of us are so different but yet very much the same is that we all have our own way of doing things but we all have this desire to learn more to do better and to push right and make mistakes just get into a you know get into a point where it's okay to make mistakes you're gonna make mistakes you accept that right you 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 have that radical acceptance that hey bad stuff's gonna happen how do i learn from it how do i get better how do i kill a football field you know like matt did with the top dressing and come back from it how do i spray a bermuda field with uh uh, Quinn Clorac and fucking nuke it two weeks before it's on ESPN. <laughs> I mean, we've done yeah. some, uh, we've all done some shit. And I think that's the thing is that if I'm going to start off with one thing is that it is uh, try hard, but don't beat yourself up too much, which is very difficult to do if you want to be the best, but you got to try hard, always give your best effort, but not beat yourself up when things don't go your way. Cause we're literally trying to harness nature and it's not the easiest thing to do sometimes. All right, 
Yep. And I was going to say, never, never settle for what you think is good. Always go for great, right? So if you are impressed with the results of something, try to get even better results. And, 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 and again, that's going to lead you to the point where you end up killing grass and that's perfectly okay. Also step outside of your comfort zone. And that means even if you need to get experience on a baseball field or a softball field, volunteer your damn time. Go go to a local high school, talk to a coach, ask to drag Matt a field, ask to um, whatever, mow, mow the football field, whatever it is you got to do to step outside of your comfort zone from just lawn care to, to get experience in that field. And then the other thing I would say, too, is learn trees and shrubs. Learn trees and shrubs because eventually at that's some point you're going to come – What's that? that? That's what I started out on, actually. I started in tree and shrub, and then I, I now do tree and shrub, a whole route tree and shrub, and then an entire route and, um, and turf. Good. And, Good and here's, here's, here's and I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, that, you know, when I, when I started, I started as a tree shrub tech at, uh, at True Green, and um, there was a lot of things I had to unlearn from that experience. So, don't worry about having to unlearn, rewrite, recode, uh, step outside the box. Sometimes if that means grabbing a bottle of concentrate and putting it on your truck to be able to mix something at a label rate in your backpack, push yourself outside the boundaries of your comfort zone. Always achieve for something better. Learn trees and shrubs way, way beyond what they teach you. Try different things with trees and shrubs like you know, for instance, I, I came to the conclusion that uh, imidacloprid increased spider mite populations one time. And I and I did that purely through experimentation. And it's something that Ray and I have talked about since then. And he kind of co-signed my bullshit on it. And then we ended up un, un, uh, covering, uncovering studies on it. So pay attention, write things down when you see wild things out and write down bizarre customer interactions, right? Because the further you go along into this and, and, you know, you've probably experienced to this point where, you know, a customer is going to blame you for something, but you know, half of what being a good detect, uh, a technician is, is being a good detective as well. Right. And whenever you think you've experienced all, you're always going to experience something else. And when that happens, write it down. So it goes somewhere in the memory bank and it's one more item that you can roll through your checklist as you're playing detective, the the technician detective while you're out, out there. So those, those would just be my only things I'd recommend. What about you, Ray? Well, I think uh, the two of you largely covered it. And what I'm going to add to this is keep your eyes open and also work with this thought. Just because everybody else does it, don't make it right. Yeah. And that has been Mm -hmm. kind of my guiding principle in my 30 years of doing this is just because everybody does it, don't mean that it's right. I'll I'll just wrap up with this piece is um, you will not do this alone. As much as you want to, as much as you think you'll try and everything like that, as bad as you want to be the best uh, at it, you will not do this alone. This is, you know, there's there's plenty of industries, there's plenty of jobs, all that kind of stuff out there, but this is a relationship business. They're, the, the people that are truly the best at their craft in this business are ones who share, ones who take the time mm-hmm. yeah. to help out somebody else. And, you know, what is... Uh, 
be both of those, right? Be somebody who's going to help no matter what, even if you think that you're, you know, uh, it, however you view yourself, right? Oh, I'm 19. I don't know anything. That's bullshit. You know something that you can teach somebody, right? So use that, uh, that use that mindset and also surround yourself with good people. You know, Matt has said it before. Um, I never thought of it that way, but Matt has said it before and, it, and it's made an impact on me that, you know, we, we get on here and talk. I had a, I had a terrible week. I'll be dead honest with you right now. I'm going <laughs> to open up here. I had a terrible week. Tomorrow's not going to be much better, but I looked forward so much all week to getting on here and rapping with these guys just because I know, Hey, like they're trying just as hard as me and it's an opportunity to share, to learn, to get better. And I love it. And so I'm glad you're a part of it. I'm glad you called in tonight. Uh, don't be nervous. We're just a bunch of three jackoffs. We don't know any better, right? We're just, you know, <laughs> we've, I, like I've said before, I've said this before here, we've just killed enough turf in our lives collectively and respectively to earn the right to get up here and talk on YouTube about turf in a very frank manner. <laughs> yeah. So Jason, I, mean, and I don't know why I was nervous. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because, um, I, I've, oh, don't worry about it. I've listened, I've listened to you guys for over a year now. I literally listened Jesus. to you every day um i've listened to every episode you've done with ryan north um ray i've even gone on youtube and watched. there's a video on youtube of you doing a presentation in hawaii from like 2012 i've yeah, watched that yeah, you see um i've mm-hmm. listened to I, i've listened to every uh long care help desk that matt has ever done all the whiteboard videos and i feel like i know you guys like personally and i and i don't know i was just very nervous when i first called because it's, it's almost like uh, when you meet like your, um, like when you meet like a superhero when you're a little kid and you're super nervous because oh, yes. you, you, you know, you watch them on the TV, but Come you never on. meet them. That's kind of yeah. how I was. When I first called. Hey, are you going to the equipment expo in Louisville this year? I want to. I got to see if my boss will let me take it off, sadly. Well, give us your <laughs> boss's email address. Send it to us. We'll email him yeah. collectively and we'll tell him, listen, Steve. He's good. Jason's good for it. You know, he's going to go up there and learn how to make you some more money. So, you know, get the fuck off his nuts. All right. I mean, uh, maybe we won't put it yeah. that way, but yeah. get off his nuts. You know, his yeah, guts. Yes, the we'll be very be kind and polite and be professional. Human, okay? You know, the skills that we learned after our 20s. Uh, well, actually, actually, no, I, I think I went backwards after my 20s. But, uh, you know, Matt, we'll be very nice and professional. So and we'll, we will, if you can make it, we will give you a free ticket to our live show as well, too. So we, we want to invite you to I'm come and, uh, and, and be, yes, be a guest with us and absolutely. hang out. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we will not let you drink alcohol. I'll tell you that right now. But you can eat all the food you want and you can enjoy all the conversation you want. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I might arm wrestle you. Who knows? I, I get into that. You, I appreciate <laughs> it. And you will absolutely beat me. I weigh 130 pounds. I'm built like a figure. So. <laughs> And then you and Ray will arm wrestle, and I'll just I'll stand in the sidelines and laugh. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, I mean, seriously, that, that, that might not uh, that might not end well, Matt. That really might uh, not end well. I I know I know. Uh, Jason, I Ooh. sent you a text message on the number <laughs> you called in at. Um, I'm dead serious. Uh, send us your boss's email, and uh, we'll email him and put in a good word and see if we can't get you some time off to uh, further develop your skill set, and uh, hopefully. You know, we'll see you there and, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can do something for you to help you take your career to the next level as well, too. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, thank you guys so much. And I will, uh, I'll definitely take you up on that. All right. Awesome. Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. Yes, yes sir. Awesome. You guys too. See ya.
Bye. Whoa. You know, there Whoa. are certain things <laughs> that really hit you. And, you know, we, we get up here and we, 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 we talk a lot. And to me, and I've said this before, YouTube to me is very therapeutic, right? Because I get a lot of shit going on in my head and I, and I don't really have anybody that I can talk to about it because it's so nuanced towards a very niche industry, right? And so, you know, Ryan and Ray are two guys that I can really cut up with about it because there's a certain level of understanding there, you know, and to hear that our conversations, which for me is just like vomiting the sins of my week (laughs) out into the open world could have some sort of positive influence on someone else to want to move deeper into this industry. I mean, that is, that is unbelievable. I can't wrap my mind okay. around that. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, this is, uh, this is something incredible for me. And, oh, by the way, the other month, I got a strange email from an aunt of mine. And she oh, said, boy. oh, my God, Ray, what are you doing on YouTube? Why are you on that? Why are you on the YouTubes with that guy that keeps shouting cocksucker? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. With, with was, love. I'm not taking a shot. Yes. Yes. With yes, love. No, no, it, no. It, yeah. It's a bad it, it, it was actually It was actually the presentation like the that I people. did on. Oh, thank God. Grassy weed removal. And she said, damn. So she, she was like, uh, Ray, you are published and famous. She said, "What?" I was like, I said, "Yep, I am." You know? <laughs> Isn't that, dude? I don't know. That that was uh, well. I don't know. We we, we 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 can wait for some calls, but I'll riff on this for a second. Is is it always weird, like uh, like Matt? I know your dad was is still a very uh, talented engineer. You know. Ray, I know you learned a lot from your father. I, I certainly did about growing up. But, like, you know, your parents walk out the door in the morning and they go do shit. And who knows? Like, they're probably doing some amazing shit, you know? And you have no idea. Like, they're just gone. They come home and they, you know, like, fucking pot roast with you right next to you. And it's like, you know, they could have done something really, really cool that day. And I think that's the weird thing is that, you know, it, it's the same vibe where we sit here and just talk and talk and talk. And people have no idea what we do all day. But then it's amazing shit. So, anyway. Who's, who's oh oh what in the world call? no was no that? we, got, call we got yeah it was two calls coming in at once we got one of them. oh boy mm-hmm. all right oh let's... uh caller you're live uh hey uh hello everybody uh uh second time listener first time caller how are y'all <laughs> doing good. great uh how's everything do you... down in tejas uh everything's beautiful in, in, in texas uh i'm at a block party uh and love my lawn uh, gave me his phone and told me to call in. Uh, oh, he's, 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 <laughs> hey, yeah. actually, so you know I'm, what? I I just I I just got a I just got this message sent to me. It came in my email from uh, Porno Moving Phone, and Deep Dicking Derek uh, does Debbie does Dallas is actually playing <laughs> at the Dallas Pornoplex Eight. <laughs> uh, it's actually coming up at 10 p.m. Central. So if you hustle, you can probably make it over there. I just want to tell you though, that oh, you, when you go, when you put the movie butter on there, that ain't movie butter, pal. All right. Be careful. <laughs> oh no. 
Hey, why why yeah, can like, Aldo not play Uno? Because uh, he's always the, the green card. <laughs> oh, oh, yikes! Listen, <laughs> yikes! So, Derek, Derek will leave me miscellaneous notes, and if it's not Derek, it'll be friends of Derek leaving me miscellaneous notes in uh, in in orders. Uh, and uh, so, so someone orders something from from Ryan Nor right, and it and it gets dispatched to my to my dashboard. I will see the customer notes because sometimes it'd be like, you know, leave package a backdoor or whatever. And I'll have to make that note to UPS. And Derek always leaves me jokes in the notes. Right. And his, <laughs> his latest joke that I copied and pasted in the discord was why can Aldo not play Uno because he always steals the green card. And it was seven o'clock in the morning. And I had slept like four and a half hours the night before. And I read that and I burst out laughing and I was so ill prepared to laugh that hard that it just, it absolutely made the rest of my day. So thank you, sir. Oh, well, um, well you're welcome. But actually this, uh, this isn't uh, love my lawn, Derek. I'm just using his phone. I'm, I'm next door to him. So yeah, uh, I wanted to tell you, this, is... uh, so yeah, so yeah, so I, I hang out with Derek all the time. You know, we you know we get drunk, we get you know uh, jacked up and stuff. Uh, so he told me about um, the a lawyer that's on y'all's uh, that's you know that's like in y'all's like forum or something. He, I, I don't know if it's like Peloton or Patreon or something like that. He was telling yes. me about. And so I found that. So his name was Jesse or something like Je- Je- Jesse B. Yes, he was he, he was a sweetheart. So, because uh, me and my wife, you know, we're, you know, middle-aged, and we need to get a will. You know, we got a couple of kids, and so uh, I, so he hooked me up, and I and I contacted this Jesse guy. He's up in, like, uh, Massachusetts or something way up there, you know. And so I Canada. called Jesse. Man, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, we, you know, he worked out the will, you know, got my estate planning done. We're all good. You know, everything, everything's right, and he sent me the final forms and stuff, and and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, you know what? I, I need to add him one more thing. So I, so I called Jesse. He answered, you know, right off the bat. And I said, Jesse, here's what I need to add. I need it to be fine print, you know, but I need it to be done. And he said, hey, and he said, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, my name is uh, uh, Kane Rosso. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, if you want to look me up, just Kane Rosso in Texas. You know, we're good. I, I can't see very good because I got some chemical spray for sprayed my eyes a few years ago. But that's another story for another time. Did you, did anyway. you mix that up in the kitchen? Oh, yeah. My name, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kane Rosa. You know, so if you ever need anything. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I so I contacted Jesse and he, and he hooked us up with the wheel and I called him back and I said, all right, well, I need I need this kind of in fine print, you know, because I, I, I need this done. He's like, all right, well, you know, what do you need? And I said, well, when I die. I want to be cremated, and I want my wife to cook a, a batch of chili and put my ashes in that chili and eat me. And he just went <laughs> silent. And, you know, and I was like, oh, and, and he was like, went silent for about a minute. And I said, Jesse, there? He said, he said well, yes, uh, Kane Rosso, uh, but why, why do you want your wife to cook a batch of chili and then put your ashes in it and then eat you? And I said, so I can tear that ass up one last time. <laughs> 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 
man. <laughs> man. <laughs> Yikes. Kane Russo, everyone. <laughs> Who's going to tear it up <laughs> one last time? Big Don Derek does that, W does Dallas ten thirty at the Dallas Porno Plus ten get there <laughs> ass is the number if you would like to call in or you can what you can ask a question in the chat and we'll do our best to answer it uh, it our Discord is intense. It is. Caller, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Does somebody beep in? Uh, caller, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Someone wants to know if this is a safe place to talk. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> there only, is only nothing fo- safe only, about only what you call Only if you follow the too. watering ban. Only if you follow the watering ban and haven't, haven't uh, beaten up the water department too bad. Yeah. We can talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm illegally watering my front lawn right now. Jeez. I just i <laughs> I need, I need guys to air. get to the corner. I need a hootie who. If you see the police, <laughs> yeah. What's the <laughs> what's this what's the safe word? Oh wait, you know what the safe word is, guys. Centipede. <laughs> Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for see, us, Lushy? Talk to me, Lushy. All right, so. <laughs> I wanted to call and, and pick the brains of the three wise men here about what's going on for us. And I know there's probably a few people in the Northeast probably dealing with this and probably across the country. Uh, we're in a massive drought. Um, so we just got told uh, it's coming out Saturday for our town that we will be in a complete and utter water band, no hand watering other than your vegetable garden. That's it. Yeah. Fish. Dang. Well, they, they, I mean, recently, I mean, this past watering ban that was in effect was you're actually only supposed to water by hand after 5 p.m., before 9 a.m. People still running their sprinklers. And if you were blatant about it, the police were showing up and knocking on the door and saying, hey, if we come back, we're going to have to find you. No in ground irrigation. So I know I've posted a few videos of the little drive-bys through some neighborhoods on Dirty Deeds um, of some pretty roached lawns, which is really, I mean, it is evident, evident when you drive around, you can tell who's still running the irrigation, who's not. And I would say 95% of the lawns in our greater area are dormant. Uh, now, not everybody is in that situation. Some have wells and that's, a, that's fine, fine and dandy. So I'm really just curious as to what your thoughts are and plan of action might be to come out of this drought with, uh, I guess, a fall renovation that might be delayed. Uh, One thing I saw from Cornell University was talking about using wetting agents to help hydrophobic soils introduce some water into it. And I guess... How close would you guys push it to the window for seating? Uh, okay. Uh, so f- my first opinion on this is, uh, well, let me ask this. 
when you seed in the fall, are you going to do any uh, cultivation? So whether that be mechanical aeration or uh, slit seeding? Uh, majority are, I would say like 95% are core aeration. The okay. other 5% would be a slice seeder, probably in com- combination with core aeration. So then I probably would not spend the money on a, um, a wedding agent. Uh, since you're already going to be doing cultivation, manipulating soil, um, I think that's going to give you everything you need as long as the rainfall returns um, to to get the kind of germination you need to to regrow those areas. So that would be my opinion, and that's going to be from the cheap-ass high-volume lawn care opinion. I'll let everybody else give you theirs. All right. Um, if I was in this situation, uh, the first thing I would do is start prioritizing and categorizing my accounts based on who has irrigation, who doesn't have irrigation. And the second thing would be who really needs seeding and who doesn't really need seeding. And what I would say to this is, uh, yeah. on the, yeah, hell yeah. On the irrigated hell side, yeah. that was like, well, time too. Uh, on the on the irrigated side, right? Those folks are going to be able to water, right? If the water ban's lifted, now who knows what that takes to get to that point, right? But they're going to be in the best possible uh, category to have success, right? With doing a traditional fall seeding, even if it's a little bit later. So I think those ones might be okay to go a little bit early. As far as a wedding agent on those, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think you know there's ways to play around with that. Uh, and manipulate the timing a little bit to work in your favor. If you want to go early on the unirrigated lawns, you know, using a wedding agent of some type, I, I think anything that's a liquid and you're timing up with the rain is great, but I think you're in the case that it's going to be very, very difficult to do that. And so you could look at some different things. Uh, one thing would be a granular wedding agent, what's going to give you a little bit of help, a little bit of... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, reprieve. It's not going to be cheap. You know, you're talking yeah. about probably 140 to 160 a bag. Use rates somewhere between two and three pounds per thousand. So you know, use that wisely. We use in uh, ter- turf fuel for for about 40 okay. bucks a bag. Oh wait, let me look that up. Turf fuel is a moisture moisture magnet, and that's granular. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. All right, so the other thing, too, I would be strongly considering on your non-irrigated, more so than the wedding agent route, would be, and this goes into next year, I would be looking at a dormant seed. So that was going to be my next my follow-up question. What your guys yeah, thought are I, on dormant seeding? I'm okay with dormant seeding. I think the thing that you have to time up and be careful about is, um, one, setting really good expectations because – you might see a little bit, but you ain't going to see shit until really the following April, May before it really gets going right. and shooting. Other things that you have to take into account, you're going to have seed attrition losses, right? Somewhere in the 20 to even 50% range, depending on your winter. And you need to be careful with that. Um, you can play around, do different things with, um, you know, covers and things like that. If it's high profile areas, that's not a discussion for right now, but 
there's things you can do to ma- manipulate that and make it go in your favor a lot more, especially on a dormant seed. All that being said, I think right now uh, the thing to do is to manage those expectations, divide up your accounts, figure out who needs what, who's irrigated, who's not, and then look at those individual situations and say, okay, hey, uh, you know, if we get a quarter-inch rainfall, even though this is unirrigated, it'll survive, right, uh, and continue to be dormant and not be completely dead. So, tough spot. I'd be leaning uh, more on putting my eggs in the irrigated basket and hoping that the water band gets lifted and you're able to irrigate and get those clients up and running. And then the non-irrigated folks that you can do a later seeding, maybe go a little bit heavier in your rye, something like that, a little bit more tall fescue, and get that stuff up quickly. Or the final option is dormant seed. And then the only thing you're going to have to mess around with is no pre-em and an early post application next year for pre-emergent. Right. Uh, Paul, Paul's prime cut said, uh, use, um, appropriate rates of tenacity for <laughs> your, Thanks, Paul. That, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't do- comment on dormant seating because you have such a totally different winner than I do. Right. Um, because normally when, um, when I say I get out with the late seating, right. In November, you know, in, in fe- February, typically I'm seeing that germinate in the, and normally like there's going to be like a week or two in December where you're going to see it start to come up too. And then it starts to, really fill in by February and by March, it looks like it was seeded in the fall, right? So it's it's going to be difficult for me to make that recommendation when you're not going to be fully filled in until like May, right? That's It's just a, it's a, it's a different thing. So I, I don't know what to say about that. Well, that's all you have. And it all depends on our yeah. spring too. I mean, like we have a warmer spring, things pop. And this year we had a very delayed spring. It was just weird, cool yeah. uh, stuff just kind of, that's right, hell yeah. It was just a delayed start this year. So, I mean, who knows? I and mean, now winters could be, you know, two two feet of snowpack on the ground, or we could have, you know. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. 30 to 50 degrees uh, in February. You just don't know what's going to happen. Early, If you're doing early dormant seed, snowpack is your friend. I'll tell you that. If you yes. don't have a lot of snowpack, and it doesn't look like it's going to get cold, wait, throw that stuff down and, like, January, February thaw, they don't have much better results. Right. Uh, somebody asked about Aqua Aid with polyoxyalkylene polymers. If it's any good, yes. Uh, polyalkylene, uh, polyoxyalkylene polymers are are, are that, that's a that's a legitimate polymer. So you're you're good with that product, in my opinion. What else? Works, talk man. to me. Talk to me, bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, no, just kind of, I, you know, everything is kind of just getting stalled out. I mean, we just ran around and just to kind of keep busy and, and make face, we went around and spot sprayed everybody. And, uh, I actually thought it was a great idea to let Shane use some blue marking dye and enjoy the wonders and, and, uh, all that it teaches, which is actually good at one it, for the customer. They know he was there. There was no like. And, and we don't even charge for the spot spray. We just went around. We do it. We set him an invoice for nothing. But you don't get that. Was he here? I made him deuce it up, and it's blue. You can see it. But it <laughs> caught him 
a little better handling practice as, you know, he's like, shit gets everywhere. I go, yep. And in that is chemicals. Yep. You're used to seeing stuff that's clear. You got to, you know, remember that. Like that, if you're blue everywhere, you're not doing it, doing it right. Yep. So yes. exactly right. As a, as a little bit of a, a learning, you know, there's always a learn, you can always learn something. So kind of did it in that fashion. I think we're going to have to, uh, we were going to go out for our next round, so to say, in, in a, in a couple weeks, I think we're going to have to probably push that back because things are dormant. Um, but with that said, I think Matt, you said it's good to have some fert down when grass comes out of dormancy because it wants something to grow. Correct. Uh, depending on what the temperature is going to be when it comes out of dormancy, but we're, we're heading towards a cooling trend. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to be in really good growth probability and you're coming out of a period of it being absolutely shut down from being dry, then, uh, yeah, you know, if you've got the, the rainfall starting to kick up and you get a little fertilizer, that's just the faster that you're going to grow out all that damage, or at least all the damage that can be grown out. Um, and chances right. are that, you know, 80, 90% of it's going to grow out and look fine again. So, you know, we had the big, the big yeah. drought here when Gatlinburg burned down and, uh, and I was, I was actually stunned at how much grass survived that, but it was, it was impactful enough. And what's strange about it was that, um, you know, the local department of agriculture said, I'm, I'm sorry, the, um, I said department of agriculture, I'm thinking, uh, the extension office said, you know, it was going to affect trees over the next five years. And, uh, so kind of interesting that it had that much impact on the trees um but you know the grass you know i would still say 80 percent of it managed to uh to pull through once we did start getting rain at uh thanksgiving again we're at we're actually starting to see defoliation on small ornamental trees and larger trees as well yep they're starting yep. they're starting and to I- shed their, their leaves I just drove past a row of pear trees crafted pears all have yellow in the middle of them. Uh, there's a locust tree around that is just, uh, you, you pull up to the intersection and you would think it's the middle of October. It's, it's raining leaves. You can hear them coming down. Uh, Good luck to you. Uh, it's, gotten a, <laughs> it's, gotten a, it's gotten a little drive. I guess the uh, aeration, I'm sure people will call. They're going to want it done. So, you know, and then I, we have customers who have wells and they're, they're, Full force. Let's keep going, and they're pumping it. So, <laughs> you know, we just a large majority are in town and are under the ruling of what's going on. So, and it, and it is it's severe. Like, I mean, I work for the water department, so I you know I hear the backside of you know the I think we use the city uses five to six million gallons a day or something like that. And they're having a problem trying to actually pull it all in. You need to uh, maybe maybe invest in a desalination system and uh, just uh, go go get you a, a cooler full of water a day and run it through your desalinator <laughs> and uh, drink it. Every time. <laughs> I don't know. Take a uh, take a what, what do they call it? I'm a ready to put a bucket shower. It's hot. It's hot as hell up here too. So I'm ready to put a buckets underneath the uh, air conditioner so we can start drinking water. <laughs> Cold water too, right? All right, Lushy. Good luck out there. All Let right. me know how it goes. Uh, I uh, I feel for you, buddy. I really do. I appreciate the advice. All right. Have, have a good one, one, guys. 
All right, we'll see you. All right, we have time for one more. One more call if you would like to call in. 304-804-7277. 304-804-7277. That's 304-804-7-ass. You can call in. Uh, we have a question in the chat here. It says, could you all discuss the issues of applying ammonium sulfate at a low at a low rate, greater than one pound per thousand to lower soil pH on an established lawn? Uh, we'll get to that after we take this call real quick. Uh, Goller! Caller, you're live. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh, my name's Eric. How you doing, Eric? Eric. Doing good. How about you? I'm uh, Great. I'm doing I'm doing wonderful. How can we How help can we you? Help you? So I've, got, I've got a, a I moved to St. Louis from northeastern Ohio a few years ago and recently bought an acre and a half lot, built a new house okay. on it in twenty nineteen. So I came from a family of, of lawn people, and I think I probably had Matt's dream job when I was younger. I worked for a prick of an older brother who mowed cemeteries, and I was a weed eater. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> You're giving me anxiety just <laughs> empathizing with you. Yeah, that was, that was uh, but anyway, we were lawn people. So when I, I got out to St. Louis, I did uh, never had a yard of my own before. So I did a little research on, on what do I need to plant. Um, an inclusion I came to in the transition zone is you can plant whatever the hell you want. It's all going to suck. Um, so <laughs> I did some more research and, and um, based off of my experience in Ohio, I said, well, I'll go Kentucky bluegrass. That's, that's my favorite grass. That seems like good grass. Let's see what happens. Um, as being just a cheap bastard in general, I, I said I can do it all myself. Ended up taking on more than I should have in the house as well. So by the time I got to the yard portion, I was um, tired and broke. So the, the renovation or putting the yard in was had some gaps. We can say that. Um, sure. Ended up going just to the local co-op and and uh, you know he of course said, "What do you need, son?" I said, "Some lawn seed." He said, "You want our five-way fescue?" I said, "No, I want something with bluegrass in it." They kind of looked around for a while and eventually did find something. Um, and as I'm sure you guys can guess, uh, non-irrigated yard in St. Louis um, looks like hammered ass in July and August. Uh, but it actually looks pretty good in the cooler months. So I guess my question is, is should I keep beating my head against this wall and, and, and give it more time since I've only been working on it two years, or should I drop back and punt and, and do something different? I mean, that's a loaded question. Eric, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody. It's a great, it's a great icebreaker. If I gave you three months to pick, three consecutive months to pick in which your grass has to or could look like shit. Tell me which those uh, which of those months there are. Three consecutive months of the year: June, July, August. You know, it, it, pick any three. Uh, December, January, February. But I, I knew you were going to ask that question. And if you could ask me three months <laughs> that I want it to look good, July Fourth is my Super Bowl. That's the big party. You know, Ray. July we figured 4th it is, out. Is is what? Yep. We figured it out. Is, do you know Ladies what Ryan and, and I are going to see? We got him. Yeah, we got him. Got him. <laughs> Lay because, it on him, Ryan. Uh, what you want is you literally want a Bermuda lawn, and if it going brown on you in the in the fall and winter bugs you, paint the stinking thing green. 
and move on because for me, I cannot imagine anything more miserable than knowing that Alon is going to be dead during 4th of July because it cannot deal with the heat. That would be misery for me. So, yeah, and you know what the good thing about old. Bermuda is? <laughs> yeah, you know what the good thing about Bermuda is? Is that with a little bit of water and a little bit of nitrogen, Bermuda is absolutely dominating in July. Okay? That's that's just Bermuda. But the flip side of it is, is that come about, I want to say, October, November, it's going to start going to sleep. That's just Bermuda. And if you're okay with that, fine. But if you're not okay with that, and you or your or your other half has to have a green lawn in the fall, then this might not be good for you. Oh, just but, paint it, Ray. Paint it. Or yeah. overseed it with ryegrass. Come on. Let me hear some rye enthusiasts. Uh, hey, Brett, Matt, now, Matt, I'm here's about, the thing. I'm to transition to, to okay. Bermuda, though. So, so what I'm what I'm hearing is that you know you 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 you're busting your ass on the house, you busted your ass on some Kentucky bluegrass, and now you got to double bust your ass on some Bermuda. I'm trying to think of the easiest, laziest way to introduce Bermuda into the Kentucky bluegrass, and then once it is Ooh. a bit established, using, uh, you know. Blue Muta? Uh, monument. Blue Muta? No, no, no. I was going to say some monument to to go ahead and knock out, you know, zones of, of bluegrass, grow the Bermuda in, then a little bit more to knock out some more bluegrass. Look, listen, I'm not going to advocate anybody do Blue Muta. That's just not my thing. I've I've seen some Let's of them look okay. M- Mike's is definitely the best looking of the bunch, but it's also real mode, you know, all the damn time. And so it's a, it's a, it's a lot of effort. And you, you, you've got what an acre and a half. Yeah. I, you know, I, again, I think taking it in stages, getting an area established, you know, maybe start with the front yard or something. I am a monument whore, by the way, what? although what? without a doubt, <laughs> what, uh, let's go back to the bluegrass. What what specifically do you not like about it? Like, what is it? It's really... bluegrass in St. Louis. Watch turf hey. culture. Yeah, I mean, I watch it. It's, I mean, it, it looks it looks like Bermuda does in December, all of July. I mean, it's, it's not even like <laughs> it's just fucking straw, like a wheat field. They got you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it looks like a fire hazard, honestly. I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, anything you grow. When I see fire hazards, I, man, I tell you what, I get real happy with the lighter in my hand. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Matt Matt fires up a Winston and just goes out there and <laughs> spraying all willy nilly. That, that's when the double out for spite just comes out. So that's one thing that's kind of the, the way my house is situated in the lot. Like, there's not, there's no place to hide. Like, there's no like pest plot area. It's all freaking visible. I'm like, I don't know corner lot so you can see all the way around my house from the whole neighborhood which is good and bad or whatever but and so i'm afraid to to introduce a little bit of Bermuda somewhere just to see what happens because everyone tells me once you have it in your yard you're you're better off getting trying to get rid of aids you know it's 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 gonna just take over and i don't 
I guess hey. I'm not committed quite yet. Um, have you have you ever no, been on Magic that's... Johnson's lawn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Just asking. Just asking. Yeah. Look, he's got the. <laughs> There's pills you can take for that now, and and you know you look. There's we I you you can yes. Once it's there, no, you're not going to get rid of it. But here's the thing: is that you know I you say there's nowhere. Yes, there is because from the road, from the road, no one is going to be able to see your test plot that well. I guess. And uh, and even if they do, this is your opportunity to put a sign in front of your yard. And, you know, you, you can write it to say anything you want, you know, like a lunatic lives here or whatever to keep to keep the neighbors away. And uh, look, there in turf culture, turf culture just commented and said, iron cutter grower 10 minutes outside of St. Louis. Pick pick you yeah, up a couple sorry. squares of sod, you know, and uh, cut them in and uh, and just and watch what it does. And yeah, I'm telling you, once you go Bermuda, you will not go back, and you'll you'll really really begin to question everything you learned about life because of how much you end up enjoying it. You're probably going to leave your wife. Um, you're gonna you're gonna kick your kids <laughs> out. You're gonna buy a Corvette, and uh, you're gonna start hanging out at the local high school. So you have at least that to look forward to. <laughs> I'm, I made I made that second part up. That was that was that was terrible. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh fucking no. I'm All right, are we ready? <laughs> Let's wrap this up, Matt. Tell us what about the after show? Okay. Uh, wait, wait. Did we oh, wait, 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 call wait, him? We have not. No, we didn't. No, no, no. We we didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> Look, I, I said something so terrible. Demay's like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm we got a dump. We got a dump. Uh, <laughs> seriously, taking into consideration, even if you start with the square, because the square is small enough to dig out, and uh, even if you get a square aside and grow it uh, in cups or pots or something. To wrap your mind around it, I, I, I because I, I'm telling you, you know, your next best bet from Kentucky bluegrass would be tall fescue, but you're not irrigated, and so those summer months are still going to suck ass for you. If the Fourth of July is your uh, uh, peak of of where you want to be, and that's that's what you get down on is Fourth of July, right off next year's Fourth of Fourth of July is part of your grow in process. And then the year after and the in the uh, consecutive years after that, you will have the, the most insane, wonderful Fourth of July parties. Your herbicide selection for uh, for Bermuda, um, your ease of management for Bermuda, especially in the St. Louis area, is just going to be exponentially easier than any of the cool season grasses. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a Memphis kid. You know, uh, I know the weather patterns of St. Louis aren't that different than Memphis. Still gets super hot as shit there. You'll get warm just a little bit later than we do, and you get cool just a little bit earlier than we do. But it is screaming hot. And uh, come midsummer there, that is when that Bermuda is going to look absolutely outer space good. Um, so it's a it's it is a commitment, and especially from someone from from Northeast Canada. Um, but you know, you if you if you if you play with it a little bit, I think you'll see the value in it, and it'll be less daunting. Start small. Yeah, and I, the one thing you said was kind of introduce Bermuda and, and then kill the bluegrass. Is, is that, do I understand that right? Yes. Or, unless okay. unless you want to you want to go all in on ninety thousand square feet, which I didn't hear that from you, and that's why I didn't suggest that. 
and that's kind of what's holding me back is that you know uh, i don't have the political capital in the house to to make a mud bowl again um, right now so start small 400 square feet and what you'll see is that in one season you can grow that 400 square feet to 4,000 square feet without effort like literally doing nothing 400 square feet will cover 4,000 square feet and then you're going to be like wow uh, and it'll be the best looking part of your yard come summer. Hundred percent. Sound good. All right. Sounds like I'm gonna call. Sounds sounds yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Talk call back again idea. sometime. Like <laughs> All right. We uh before we get out of here, I said I would answer Tyler Peterson's question. He said, "Can you discuss the issues of applying aluminum sulfate at a low rate uh, to lower soil pH on an established lawn?" And was also recommended using elemental sulfur. Do not use aluminum sulfate under any circumstances on grass. You can use it on hydrangeas. You can use it on azaleas. Do not use it on grass. That is a terrible, terrible idea. We are headed to the after show. If you're interested in learning more about that, that's where adults have adult conversation. There's going to be bad words. There's going to be intense topics. There is, uh, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, and that's perfectly okay. If you are of means and you wish to support that, be a part of that, whatever the case may be, uh, you can check us out over on Patreon.com. You can link up with our Discord, get access to us, uh, get uh, more personal access to Ray, to Ryan, uh, and, of course, uh, the other members of the community that are uh, just absolutely incredibly badass people over there as well. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side.